Hey guys, I hope you are well. Today I give you episode one of Josie Real. I will be interviewing Sylvester Zaki. I went to school with him, he's a boxer and you know, I knew him for a while. I remember watching Rocky as a kid and there was this message in there that you pick yourself up when you get hit down and that's the important part. But being able to hear someone's story where that happened is the most inspiring. Sylvester, he had dreams, he had these visions and life dealt him a hard blow and he didn't give up. He picked up the pieces and he made a success of himself and I was really inspired to hear his story, really captivated by it and what he does now is just amazing guys. There were one or two instances where a weight was dropped on the floor. I think a family member was training upstairs. It is a private gym, so uh, I've done my best to edit the sound out, but the message is still clear. Guys, I know you're going to enjoy the story. I was captivated and I'm going to watch it again. So sit back, grab some popcorn and enjoy today's interview with Sylvester Zaki. This is Joseph Real, I'm Mark and my guest today is Sylvester Zaki, a professional boxer and three times SA champion in the amateur division. You have successfully won all of your African Games entries and ranked the best in Africa in 2006, leading you to being selected for the Olympic trials. During the Olympic trials you suffered a head injury that left you with the prognosis that you would never box again. After two and a half years and sheer determination, you, visit your, you visited your physician and received a medical clearance to participate in the high division and ranked number three in the middleweight division in South Africa within one year, finally leading you to a title fight in the Gauteng middleweight division. Sylvester, welcome to Joseph Hill in your own journey, exactly in my fitness. Thank you very much. Very good. No, it's a pleasure, man. Thank you for giving me the time to have you. So, Sylvester, I remember you and I went to school together and you, I didn't see you. Um, after one specific year, you, sure. you left. So tell me what happened. Why did you leave school? Well, I, you know, I, I just got bigger vision, obviously. I, school wasn't good for me, okay? My whole life was boxing. I love boxing. I mean, like you said over there, really, that uh, I was a three-time said champion. So my, my bigger vision in life was to be a world champion one day. Whether it be even an SA champion, whether it be anything, I just wanted to carry a belt around and say, you know, I've done it, I made it. That's what I fought for. And uh, at the end of the day, I wasn't really interested in, in academics and that type of stuff. I was interested in my boxing. My whole life was my boxing. It was all I, I lived for, which is great. And I like, like uh, a lot of guys, I mean, there's, there's no, I'm not, I'm not throwing towels at anyone in that game. I mean, obviously, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't go to clubs, I never had it. They were my thing. My boxing has been my life. 
So that's what I opened up for, really. That's good, man. Um, so I know you told me that you that you finished a few subjects at the HFPA. Correct. Um, that's the Health and Fitness Professionals Academy. Um, you then at age 17 obtained an internationally accredited personal training degree and qualified at the age of 18. Yes. So you've explained some of the feelings you had, but were there any fears you had during this transition? And I mean more specifically to the to the cultural belief that you have to finish school, like what were your fears? See, like, look, okay, um, going back now to school uh, things. Uh, a lot of people always say, if you don't finish school, you're not going to make an element of success in life. To me, I saw the bigger picture, like I said, I, I want to be a boxer, I want to be a world champion, prior to the personal training. Actually, I never studied personal training because I thought I'm going to fall into the personal training side of things. I never actually thought I was going to be there. My, my whole goal was to be a world champion. Uh, level of sponsors, uh, level of boxing money, and go from there. I never expected to have obviously a head injury and have to stop uh, boxing. Alright? So, the first one was a backup plan, really. Obviously, my whole life, I wasn't interested in studying and that type of stuff, but obviously, with the first one, you have to say it's very hard on it. But um, I wanted to study something that I was good at and what I enjoyed. Now, obviously, my whole life, I boxed. So boxing would have been the best thing for me, or personal training would have been the best thing for me, because you were boxing with a personal trainer. That's why I decided to personal trainer. Something I'm good at. That's right. why I'm a personal trainer. That's the reason why I say personal trainer, not personal trainer. So it's a backup plan if the boxing didn't have work out like right now. Yeah, I mean, you have another story um, of success, and I love, I love the idea of challenging the this that belief that you know you have to finish school. I'm not saying don't finish school to those watching this one, but the idea that you can't be successful. I met someone at the beginning of lockdown. Um, I met her at the beginning of lockdown, and you know she didn't finish school, and she's a successful entrepreneur. So sure. it just proves again that you don't have to, you know, again it isn't to persuade you to not finish school or dissuade you from it, but it's just inspiring to see that happen. One of the other stories. One of the other stories about you is you had a gym at the back of your house Correct. at the age of 19, I think it was. 19, yes. And now you've got your own actual gym. Tell us about the transformation and well, how you feel. So, so, so what actually happened, uh, quick story. So after I finished uh, HPA, it was very hard because I had to finish school and I had to uh, basically finish my retreat for biology first year HPA. And then obviously my course. So it took me a little longer than supposed to because I had a few tricks, but it was worth it. Then I worked at Virgin Active in Masonia for a year, got a couple of other qualifications and spinning uh, air courses, your first aid, all of that. I've also got some spinning instructors. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so after that, I decided you know, I couldn't, I didn't want to work too much on the weight side. Yeah, sure, weight is back, but a lot of people do different things. Uh, weights, boxing, uh, lose weight, gain weight, but just, you know, especially for women I age, you need to learn the self, self, self defense. Self defense. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, what I'm say. So, for women I age, the way the world is running, self defense is the answer. So, I want to focus more on the boxing. Virgin Active, but in fact, whatever you work at, you can't focus too much on that side of things. And over here, being a, a boxer my whole life, boxing was what I wanted to do. Boxing and obviously, uh, the weight, more on the boxing side of things. So, I worked at Wurtzlake for a year and then I decided to have my own job because of the boxing aspect of it. I think that's brilliant, man. Like, you know, I've been to 
many virgin actors, and us will go. Um, and you get the you get the kick class, you know, where you see the instructor doing sure. everything. You know, that you know that can almost give you some movement, but the fact that you base it on helping women, of course, with self-defense, and of course, it, it inspires people and gives them confidence. You know, sure. um, you know, so we're jumping the program a bit, but that's fine. How does it feel being that source of inspiration and motivation for those people? You know, to me, to, to, to motivate anyone, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and you know, to get more confidence up there, to know that they can actually stand up for themselves, there's nothing, there's no better feeling than that. You see, when I train people at times, I'm um, talking about ladies now, they first come out, they, they're very shy, they, 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 they don't believe in themselves. You know, and they don't know how to punch. So they don't know how to punch, they have a fit in it, and they feel like they're on top of the world. So you can't hit it surreal, you don't understand how it feels. Exactly, and then that relates to other aspects of, of their life. And they start eating better, they start dressing better, taking care of themselves. So it's it's an amazing thing. Like, you never saw yourself being that guy when you're not in the school. The, the whole reason behind me calling my gym New Life Fitness World, New Life Fitness Gym is because the thing about this, if you train, you try to eat better. You eat better, you start sleeping better. You start sleeping better, you start living a better life. So it really is a new, it's a new life. It really is. It's a, in every aspect of the word, it's a new life. I didn't even think about that. It's a new life. It's a new life fitness. It's, it's, it's really a new life. It's, you, it's, it's how you change your life for, for your thing. Everything gets better. When you, when you train, you get more time, you sleep better. A lot of people with insomnia, they can't sleep, they don't know what is it. But when you train, it releases endorphins in your body. Alright? Really 100%. So you start feeling better, you start feeling good about yourself. And then you go and you're tired. So you exhaust yourself in the gym. You have a good sweat on you. go home 100%. You sleep like a baby. Now a lot of times people can't sleep because they have too much worries. So your brain overworks. This is one of the biggest reasons. New life fitness world. Because it's a new life. You started a new life with me. That's awesome, man. So, on the topic of inspiration, what was your inspiration to being a boxer? It's a bit of a story then, but okay, so when I was going up, um, I used to, I'm talking as a young boy, I was a boxer when I was six years old. Um, I first, my dad always used to beg, he always wanted a son. Okay, so first of all, just going back on that topic, my name is Sylvester for a reason. My dad always wanted a son. Uh, and he wanted a son to box. And he loved Sylvester Stallone from the Rocky movies. Really? I did so. He actually called me Sylvester because of Sylvester Stallone. And then obviously he loved boxing and he was so inspired by those movies that he wanted his son one day to box. So my name was Sylvester because of Sylvester Stallone, inspired by the Rocky movies. And then uh, obviously uh, when I was six years old, I was a chubby little oak. You know, when they were training our life, you were kids, you know nothing about life. You just So, my dad said, Well, you please try boxing, try boxing one day, try boxing. And I said to him, It's not for me. And I trained, it's not for me. Ah, I didn't know what I was doing when I was a kid. What I was interested in by that time was eating and sleeping, really. Now you're a kid. Playing with the dirt. 100%. So, anyhow, I said, Okay, you know, because I love my dad so much, and I said, Okay, no problem, we'll just try that. So I went to Samuel Boxing Club, Billy, Billy, Billy Rufford was the, the trainer at that time. And I went there and I trained, but obviously I never trained, I never trained my whole life. It's the first time I literally ever trained, six years old. 
and I vomited and I, I was out of breath and I hated every second. I didn't want to know who was boxing. So I said, off the cross, I don't want to talk in front of the people. I said, off the cross, my head and I, I was vomited. I'm like, it's too hard. I don't want to. Please, just, just leave it. And my dad said, okay, no problem. Well, they were forced me to do something like that. They Went home, went back on my life again, on my life, a little six-year-old life. And about a month later, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, in my mind over the place, when, 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 you know, someone talks to me, you might say something to me, nah. And I said, no, you're stupid, but, you know, it doesn't matter what you say. But it works in my mind. So I said, you know, maybe he's right. Plants to see 100%. So, a month later, I went back to my dad and said, Dad, let me try and talk to him again. But I don't want to go back to the same club. Let's try another club. Let's try something else. So he said, okay, no problem. Now, in my dad's mind, obviously, no, he's not going to be saying He said, no. This boy doesn't have anything in his own mind, he says. So what he's going to do is he's going to drive me around a while, take me to a school, tell me to go look at my school, uh, at, uh, can I please box or the school? He said, no, not a boxing club, I'm taking home. Okay, sorry, I couldn't find a boxing club, that's why they leave it. That was his whole plan, right? I don't know, this, of course. Then the car all ended up, he's driving around, now he goes to uh, Regent's Park. So I'm around there, he goes into the school that we actually see. Into the school that we actually see, parks here. Now there's a lot of cars there, so in my life, I think it's a boxing club, alright? Meantime, I see students with, 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 with the suits on and types of the school uniform on. So now it's obviously, um, they're like 70 or whatever they call school, parents evening or whatever they're at night. So when they say, okay, get out, boy, and go ask the guy how much is a boxing club. Meantime, he, 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 he doesn't think this is a boxing club. He thinks this is just a school. Get out, run upstairs, go upstairs. So while those students are there, the parents are eating first. After the parents eating, there already was a boxing club, but he didn't know this. Okay? So I go up to Ubila, Ubila, who was there. And I was out of my name, and I said, Sir, uh, sorry, man, uh, my name's Sylvester. My dad wanted me to run up and ask how much a boxing is. And he said, No, it's free of charge. He started getting kids off the streets and I helped kids out and things like that. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, uh, can you please call my dad? So he came and said to my dad. So, my dad. so Aubrey Lovett like, had a boxing gym to get kids off the street. Correct. And your dad wanted to get you in on that. Yes, but he didn't know. He didn't know. This is the whole thing about me boxing. Is we did not know that there was a boxing gym. He knew Aubrey through the grapevine. You know, we were with the old times, all knew each other. It's good. So he knew all people, all people, my dad, but they didn't know each other as such. And he didn't know there was a all. He wanted to invest with my brain because he didn't think I had anything to box now after the first time I was in the box. So when I went there, and uh, I actually ran into the whole to he, he couldn't believe it. He was like, what? Is there really a boxing club? Because he invested in my mind. And there really was a boxing club. It was God's grass. God wanted me to box. It was like a sign. It's brilliant, man. And um, I remember we spoke just before this uh, briefly. You said your dad did some sort of boxing in the army? Yeah, so my dad was a very naughty guy, obviously, growing up. A lot of fights in the street and that type of stuff. And that's one of the biggest reasons you why. Weren't, you weren't necessarily that far from the tree. No, I'm upset. But you see, the whole thing is he didn't want me in that same environment. He didn't want me to fight in the street. He wanted me to be humble and respect and love everyone. It's brilliant. And, and the other thing is, yes, when I was growing up in school, like you know me, I was a little cocky, snot cook. Sure, I was. But you know, you gotta live and learn in life. And throughout the years, um, I've, I've humbled myself and, and now I love and respect everyone the same. I don't believe there's anyone better than the next one. Just depends what you mind and what you're willing to do in life. It's 
great. It makes another voice a bit louder. It's great, man. I mean, I've always known, you know, from what you've seen in movies and what you've heard people say, you know, boxing is a, it's about discipline. Sure. You know, but when you hear someone talk about this story or like, you know, even going like, oh, we love it. Yes. You know, that his whole motivation for starting a boxing gym was to get kids off of the street. That, Correct. That, that ripping effect of that discipline, that love for people and that respect for yourself and others. I mean, you are not doing that. You know, you, when you were in school, you know, you used to sit with your friends under that statue, by the yes. steps. I mean, if you told me this now, and I think back to the person you were then, I would never put those together. So it's amazing to see that transformation that you had and that you're inspiring other people. You know, um, you know, how did you feel when you had your head injury after the after those trials? You know, did, you know how did that change that narrative for you? You see, it handled me a lot in life because you know, at that time, like you talking about school, going back to school times, I was. I was winning, I was knocking guys out in the, in the ring. I was, I, was, I was a little bit of a naughty guy in the street there, so knocking guys out as well and things like that. So, when that actually happened, it woke me up in life, you know, because now you think to yourself, you know, where's everyone when, when I was on top, I had everyone with me. And now that I'm at the bottom, I can't box and where's everyone, you know what I mean? So, kind of waking you up in life, you know, you know, where's everyone now? You know, they with you when you're on the top and at the bottom there's no one to be seen. Oh, okay. my sure, dad, well, to them. No, I didn't see it. My dad, uh, first of all, my dad was, uh, he always said to me, you know, be humble, respect everyone, mm -hmm. don't think you're better than anyone else, uh, don't think you're better than anyone else. Um, so I was, I was looking at, um, you know, being, being the best I can in every aspect. But I went kind of the wrong way. Obviously, it also depends on who you, you hang around with. The older saying in the book is, you are who you're with. Now, I believe a lot in myself, I always have. And I'm not a follower, I'm a leader. It's as simple as that. But, so, in terms of drinking, smoking, drawing, I never have. My whole life, I'm not that type of guy. I hate that. And because of my dad, Gotta bring my dad into this again. He always told me from a kid, don't drink, don't smoke, don't draw, don't fight in the street, don't do the wrong things. I don't know. So in a way, yes, it's a lot of my influence was mostly for my dad. But then I did like I said, I went the wrong kind of the wrong way. When I say the wrong way, not drinking, smoking, drawing that, but in terms of the wrong people, so if someone looks at me wrong, I've got a bad I've got a bad temper, what are you looking at? I need to die. That type of stuff. No, I mean, that is something we, you know, at a young age. Yeah, I'm saying everyone wants to, you know, I'll see the park after school. 100%, that's exactly it. And you, you, unfortunately, at a young age, everyone wants to prove a point. They're the best. They're the best. They're the best. They're the best. I've been saying before, when you're young, you know, people bully you and that sticks. So words hurt. Correct. And if you don't, you either are the one saying those words, you become a bully. If you're the one being bullied, so you either believe you are above everyone else, you believe you are below everywhere. Yes, exactly. So at that stage in my life, because I was knocking guys out in the ring, knocking guys out in the street, which was wrong, um, my name was Akin. In life, what my dad told me, and I only learned this later on in life, is you don't want people to, he said to me, this what he said to me, this is the words exactly to me, he said, wait, do you want people to love and respect you in life, or do you want people to hate you and fear you? So to your face, and ask you, hey, boy, how are you doing? Hey, you're great, hey. But behind you, like, hey, I don't like this guy. This guy's a terrible guy. He feels he's a bully. And like I said to you prior to this, 
in life, you live and learn. So I'm thinking to myself, now when I'm there first on this, I said, you know, man, you know, this life. Me, I'm down the back. Yeah, people don't know I'm going to be a bully, but because they uh, know my name, they're scared of me, they get a mask on my face, they come back, I'm an idiot. You know what I mean? I said, I thought about it, I thought about it, I thought about it. Snap, it snaps, you know, it's right. No more, when I say a bully, I never read around to little kids and small kids in that time. So I need bigger guys than me and that kind of stuff. But there was not much you had to do really to me to one inch. You do me one stupid look, one dirty comment, and I want to eat you. Yeah. So that's not right. For me now, love and respect. I want everyone to love me, I want to love everyone. I want to respect everyone, I want to respect me. Respect is earned. At the same time, if you give respect, you will get respect. You should give it back. 100%. So I maintain in life, I don't need you to be respectful to me first, but to give you respect. If you give you respect, if I give you respect, obviously you need respect back. There's no reason to be not to. So I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll put the, I'll put the first step in the door in order for you to do the second step. Yeah. I don't so, believe you're going to do the next step. No, absolutely. That's an awesome, awesome mindset to have that people shouldn't, shouldn't think themselves about shouldn't think themselves about others. You can be a mentor to someone which you are, but you shouldn't be like that, 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 that hate to boss you down. 100%. So after your head injury, um, you know, when you told me that story, I think it was Wayne Gretzky who said you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. 100%. So, what, what made you push through to, to you know, of course you, you, you rested as per advice from your physician. What made you push through to, to go back and want to just, just take that shot at right. getting that type of fight for the so, so So, what happened is... When I had the injury, whole um, whole life was falling apart because just prior to this whole injury, I got picked for Olympics, or Olympic trials, not picked as a in the Olympic team, but me, Chris Pagelin, and Hickey Butler were three South African picks, the first three South African picks to go to Olympic trials, try the Olympics. And then I think I done like maybe uh, three or four trials, and then I fell with my head. And I had a two and a half centimeter bruise in my brain. Two and a half centimeter bruise. Two and a half centimeter bruise in my brain. So the doctor, the doctor thought, well, I'm going to do Percy, Percy, Percy Miller. This is my dad's specialist, my dad's clients when he was younger. Uh, I went to him and went for uh, an MRI scan on my head. And I had two and a half centimeter bruise in my brain. So this guy, I was getting me crazy all the time, I was constantly bringing up uh, just to never laugh for and. Uh, so I went to him and uh, he put on epilim, trophanol, he put on heavy, heavy, heavy uh, schedule tablets. And at that stage, when I was sleeping all the time, I was vomiting on sleeping because obviously the pain. Uh, I thought my life was done. Why am I going to ruin my life? And then he told me I couldn't watch my life again because of this bruise in the brain. Because it can, like I said, it can cause uh, epileptic fits, one. And if I get hit in the head, I could possibly die because it could cause a in the brain. Wow. So he said, never, you never, you never know the boxing, piece of boxing to find. And this is at the peak of my boxing career. I just won all the African games. I was the best in Africa. I was a three-time SA champion prior to that. I was at the top of my game. But also, God has a way. Sorry, I thought my God. God has a way of, 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 of humbling us. And, and I think maybe that was the way God humbled me. Um, like I said, I was 
But I don't have time to like I like always say, I'll be this again. I don't believe you're going to enjoy yourself. I don't believe you're going to take drugs to enjoy yourself. I don't believe you're going to clubs to enjoy yourself. There's a lot of different things you're going to do in your life to enjoy yourself. You don't need to be intoxicated in any ways or means. You live your life and enjoy yourself. And that's what I, I love to be who I am. And, 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 and I don't believe in anything else or not. Straight to the core. That's how it is. Um, anyhow, what I was saying is, it humbled me. It humbled me so much because uh, it brought me back to realize that no one's better than this. And I've said it a couple of times, but that's the truth. You know, when you're on top, this is really not saying again, when you're on top of your life and, you, and you're winning everything and, you, and you've been great for yourself, everyone wants to be your mate, everyone wants to be your friend. Once things kind of fall out or, or things don't work out to a plan, when you're not on top no more, where's everyone? So, it humbled me a lot and I was just like, I'm happy to go that uh, he gave me a chance to, two and a half years later, he gave me a chance to, to get back to boxing. But in that period of time, those two and a half years, um, I finished my political training career, of course. Um, then I started working at Voyage Active in Bersonia. Uh, that was pretty good. That was political training then, for a year. I studied spinning, uh, air course, uh, and a V-foot class through them while I was uh, working through while I was a personal family. Then I decided to have my own gym up for more of the boxing uh, aspects. Do the boxing and the gym together. So I'm the best of both worlds. That's, that's a good story, man. Like, you know, having a head injury and then still doing something afterwards, opening up the gym, you know, it, you pick yourself up and you, and you just move forward. And, uh, that's a life lesson. It's a life you look probably never be in a position again where you put yourself up above someone else. Never. You, I believe now you'll be this mentor, this source of inspiration. Uh, you've told me already all team that there's this guy who's, who's transformed so much. And I think that's awesome that you even if it's one person. Sure. You know that's that's why I want to do this. You know, I want to show people watching and people listening that, you know, inspiration exists anyway. So you don't have to be a famous guy. You don't have to be known internationally to inspire someone else. You know, there's a lot of talent here in South Africa, in our own, in Joburg. Um, and people need to see that. People need to see that there's talent and they mustn't be put down by the belief that they'll never be like Tony Robbins or like Sylvester Stallone on the movies. You know, you've got your own story. There's people who are at various stages who can relate to you. And um, yeah, it's, it's about inspiration. So, what what advice would you give? If you had to, you know, you can you can elaborate a bit if you want, or you can summarize it, like your success secrets. What would you say those are for anyone who's still watching? It's very simple. Um, number one, never ever believe that you've been anyone else. Yes, always have the comment in your life that you're great and you've been anyone else in, in that aspect. But don't, don't walk around the streets and think that you're better than anyone else and that they handle you because you're a professional boxer and you're number one in the world or, or you're a great swimmer, whatever the story is. Don't make your, your uh, successes uh, make you feel better than you're better than anyone else. You know what I mean? So, um, I believe in, in, in life people got to push their hearts up whatever they, 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 they want. Whether you want to be a swimmer 
or you want to be a scientist or whatever, whatever. it doesn't even be like sports, it can be like anything in life. You want to push the utmost in your career, what you're looking to do. Look, I, I'm successful because I believe in myself. Yes, I keep on saying, don't think about it now, it's in your mind. Okay, think about it now, but never show what you're doing now. So walk around and think that you're blessing you. Um, you always going to think that you're number one in order to be number one in the world. But don't show that you, that you think that it's not us. That makes you feel less than you. I just believe that you're going to push the best you can and what you want. Be your own hero. 100%. I, you know, I, I watched this short video on Facebook. It was Matthew McConaughey. He was really young. Yes, he had, he had, won, a, he had won an award in Academy and um, he told a story, someone asked him who his hero was. He said, my hero was me in 10 years time. What's it said? Yeah. And then he said the same thing. And then he at the 10 year mark, he said the same thing in the next 10 years. And then he'll never be where you want to be, really. That, that's fantastic. It's oh, constant growth. But you know, it's usually hero. When I was growing up, I always wanted to be a strong as my dad. I always thought my dad was the strongest man in the world. I'm sure most kids do this. And I thought, there's no one better than my dad. My dad's the best. I want to be like him one day. And I don't know if I've ever been, I don't know if I've ever been in his footsteps. I've never been in his footsteps. But, but, but saying this, I believe in myself. I believe in myself more than anyone. I, I believe I can do whatever I say. I'm going to do. And uh, so I am also in that aspect of my hero as well. Because I, you personally only do what they really want to do. You can tell me now, so it's I'm around a case. But if you, you can tell me that to my face, but saying one thing and doing another thing is two different things. If you believe you can do it, you'll work on it to do it. But like again, I say, say one thing and doing another thing is altogether a different story. But, but there's power in that. I watched an episode on London. Um, I can't remember who it was. Um, Brian Rose made a comment about how do you, how do you know someone to be? Because they'll tell you. Yes, but the person he interviewed, and I, I forgot his name, he, he said there's power in that. When, when you tell someone, you know, I'm vegan or I'm going to run one, 100 kilometers, you're almost committing to that. I don't say. If you don't do it, you see that person again and they'll say, Aren't you a vegan? Or how did the hell did they run it? So there's definitely power in that. I don't say. And, and, it's, and it's amazing that it's like, like that aspect of it. Of, Telling someone what you're going to do sure. is one thing because you're almost committing yourself to that person. I'm upset. I'm upset. But the commitment comes from yourself, guys. And um, I'm upset. so this is 100% right. You have to believe in you. Be your own hero. Use Sylvester's story as inspiration and other people's stories. You know, this is just one of many of these that I intend to do. My own story will come out eventually. And um, yeah, so basically, there's anything else, any other advice? Story that I said today. There's a lot of things I, I, I haven't offended uh, anyone, but I mean, like I said, I am who I am. I don't drink and smoke. I don't, I don't believe in getting clubs and all that type of stuff is living life. I believe living life is good more than that. I don't believe that living life, toxic stuff, is, is living life. I don't believe that. I believe being who you are naturally is living life. Um, what I would say that also learned in my life is uh, still the eyes. So if you like something someone's doing, don't, don't mention it, you know, just look what they're doing and take it. If you, like, if you like what I've got for as a left hook, take it. If you like how I've got for as a right, yeah. 
interpretation. One day you put the two together, you become better than both of them, but then they put in the same right. Still the eyes. It's exactly that's what I'm doing. Um, you know, the Dr. Hart's eventually my inspiration for doing this was what Brian Rose does with London. And he, you know, he said, if my story inspires you, I challenge you to do your own sitting reel. And my introduction was pretty much the way he introduces all of these cases. Sure. And um, there's power in that, you know, in lifting up the guest and showing inspiration to the world. And um, you know, I've got my own twist on it, but absolutely, as you say, if something inspires you, go for it. And there's nothing original in the world. No, no piece of architecture is original. No idea is original. No recipe is original. You've got to take what moves you, and feel free to tailor it and adapt it to your specific needs. You know, so this story doesn't have to inspire someone who wants to become a boxer or earn their own gym. This could inspire you through your exams. It could inspire you through opening a restaurant. It could inspire you to only a carnage. It doesn't matter. The idea is it's about inspiration and transformation. I'm fascinated with transformation. I love this story about how he transformed more than once in his life. And we hope together that this story can help inspire you and transform you. Remember, you believe you can achieve. You believe you can achieve. So it's nothing to weigh back. I'm not only boxing, I'm more in my life. Uh, but I am still teaching over at Boxing. I still train with bodies. And there's nothing better in life than you come to somebody. A lot of people are awake and after they lose their weight and they, they start feeling good about themselves again, they feel untouchable. So believe in yourself. That's the most important thing. Believe in yourself and will achieve. What do you want to achieve? Simple as that. Fantastic. Um, so Vesta, just to just to close off, so as we said, you know, we're at your gym now. I'm hoping we can get a picture of your old gym when you had it sure. um, in your residence. Now's your shot. Take 30 seconds and just prom prom promote your gym. What kind of people do you want to attract? What, what message do you want to send uh, out? Like I say to everyone, um, I'm the best of both worlds. Meaning, what I say about the best of both worlds is I'm a personal trainer by trade, so I can give you weight training, all sorts of weight training, uh, weight loss, weight gain, uh, powerlifting, I can give you all, all of that. Plus, I'm a professional boxer, so I can give you the best weight loss. So I, I like I said, let's say I'm the best of both worlds. I've made a lot of people lose weight. I've trained uh, Jordan Boyd and Nick, and I've probably presented as well for a celebrity boxing match in 2014. Top billion presented? Yes. Wow. So you've, you've, trained, you've trained someone? Yes. Trained one of the old ones. Also, this was a movie recently. Uh, he, he's, he's one, I think, uh, Artists in the SA or so. Is there a link that people can go to to uh, see a training with him? Look, if you just put uh, Jonah Boyd in the new training with Felicia Zaki or Celebrity Boxing Match, uh, you'll pick it up. Jonah Boyd, he fought UN Strader. UN Strader is, uh, I think, Espresso's commentator uh, um, as well. They actually fought each other in Celebrity Boxing Match. They fought each other. Um, he was called Night of Champions. Who won? Unfortunately, uh, UN won. Uh, I still want a rematch. You don't know that. I don't know about that. I want a rematch. Um, but uh, just depending if Jonathan wants to take the rematch. Uh, Jonathan, there's a couple of things that Jonathan will listen to. Uh, it's very important 
This is very important. When you eat in the bag, you eat in the bags, that's one thing. You can look amazing when you actually in the rings that it's all together. You something, the bag of pants are already in the back. The pros of the rings are in the back. That's the difference. That's what life is. I understand. You know, and you, you know, life hits you that head injury can you. Not like a box for life. And you hit it back. You hit it back. You know what I mean? I thought that my first finish. God's grace, I work at Virgin Active for a year, like I said, as a first player. When I opened my, my, my own facility, I started boxing it. My energy was completely gone. That's God's grace. Two and a half centimeter bruises gone. And I, I believe it's that discipline, that mindset that, you know, you, it, it, it all works together, guys. So, you know, if you park here, easy, Sylvester, Zach is going to go gym. Zachy, you my fitness gym, 48 Poisons Road, Salby. Guys, you saw what he does, 30 story. Come through, give it a try. Ladies, gentlemen, if you want to be trained by someone who's got a mindset, who's been through rough times, and who knows what it's like to fail, but to move the pieces up again, this is your guy. I appreciate the support. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much, man. Cheers.